Hey everybody, welcome to Geeky Dads Talk About Geeky Things. I'm JJ Johnson, and this is one of our four-part episodes that we're doing titled Geeky Moms Talk About Geeky Things. And joining me today to talk about all D&D characters and how to create D&D characters is none other than Heather Titus. Heather, welcome to the show. Hi, JJ. It's great to be on. Yes, I am excited. Heather is one of my many friends who plays D&D on a regular basis, and it's something that I am not up to speed on. I played a couple times when I was like, you know, middle school, but that was like 1991, I think. So it has been a while. It's, it's changed a bit since then. <laughs> That's what I heard. And with Stranger Things and other shows coming out, it's starting to become a lot more popular lately. So let's get into this. So today we're going to talk about creating uh, characters for D&D. This could also be used for any RPG, I assume. But um, let's specifically approach this from just a D&D perspective. Now, the first question I'm going to ask you right out of the gate, you know, depending on, you know, where the game is going to be set whether it's a licensed universe or world like star wars star trek or goonies or something like that what <laughs> is the first basic question that you ask or you you want to start exploring whenever you're starting to set up and create your DD character well usually it's what class am i interested in playing um sometimes i'll have like a character idea that I try to fit in a class later. But usually a lot of times, because there's so many options in D&D nowadays, it's usually what class am I interested in or what need in the party can I fill that this class would then slot in there real well. Okay, so, so let's go ahead. Not like a super character focused question, but that's that's usually where my mind goes first. <laughs> okay, so let's let's dig into this a little bit because can you kind of explain what a class is to those who have never played or are maybe wanting to build or play a one shot or something like that? Can you kind of go into the different types of classes and why you would want to necessarily start there? So a class is basically what you do in a D&D party. So like you can play a wizard and the wizard is the one who has learned like, you know, gone to school and learned all these cool spells and everything. Um, you can play a barbarian who's a fighter who's usually like on the front lines, taking all the hits in physical combat, um, you know, making sure that they take more damage party because they're built for that uh so it yeah it's just basically what kind of job do you have in um the world that is created and the uh the um group of characters that you are playing with okay so i, I kind of like this idea of starting with the class because but let me ask you this does it depend upon the game that is being put out like the, you know the the game master dungeon master whatever you want to call that's building the game does it sort of 
do they give you a list that you can kind of say, hey, here's here's the story or the basics of the story, and then you build your class from there? How does that necessarily work? Well, if you're playing D&D, like it gives you like a list of classes that you can pick from. But I, I've been lucky. I know of some um, game masters who have banned certain classes from being played in their games. And I've played like none of the game masters. I've played with three or four different game masters and none of them have ever had any problem with um, me picking whichever class I want. Basically, they will tell me like this last campaign that I've been a part of. I was told a few things like I had plans for certain um, items and equipment and the game master told me, well, this post-apocalyptic world, if you make your character wear expensive armor right off the bat, she is going to be a target for people who want to steal that armor from her. And I was like, I don't really want to deal with that with a level three character, so maybe we'll tone the armor down a little bit first. But that's about <laughs> like the most <laughs> that's about the most that I've ever had with uh, game masters telling me, hey, you might want to tweak your character a little bit for this story. Okay, so a game master may give some tips or something like that, but they yeah. they don't always limit what you can do. Some may, some may not. So mm -hmm. this uh, is there like a particular favorite class that you have personally enjoyed playing? Like, do you have a favorite one that you've ever played before? Um, believe it or not, I love playing bards. Like very. Bards are kind of the, like they're the face of the party. They're the ones who kind of, if you're in a social situation, the ones who are trying to negotiate with shopkeepers or, you know, people that you might be working for or whatever. So they're very, very extroverted, which I am not. But it is very fun. Like I've played one, yeah, one bard and she was an absolute blast to play. So probably bards, honestly. Okay. Okay. Now this class necessarily determined class is more of the skill set but that doesn't is, is that necessarily the same as as the race of the character like if it's an elf or an no orc? that does not there are certain builds that like if you're a min maxer someone who wants to maximize your specialities as the character and minimize like things that aren't necessary um like there are certain combinations that go really well together. Like an elven ranger goes well together because elves are agile. Elves can, you know, are, are good in the woods, good at tracking, that kind of thing. And that's what a ranger does. A ranger tracks down animals to hunt and they, you know, they're like the stereotypical elf with a bow kind of thing. Um, so there, there are certain combinations that work well but that is a completely different class and race are completely different okay so class race two different areas classes more you know the skill set that you want mm -hmm. um is there a limit like let's say in you're playing a game is there a limit to how many particular classes can be like can every pc pick the same <laughs> class or is there like only one person can have this one or is that just up to the game master really i think probably ultimately it would be up to the game master um like the current campaign that i'm playing in we have two rangers in the party um and because of 
our various skill sets, um, we've two different roles in the game. So you can have more than one of a class, but generally you want to spread out more and kind of have a bunch of different classes to kind of diversify what everybody can do. But I mean, I've heard of, like there's um, there's a one-shot game that I've heard of that is basically a battle of the bards thing where everybody plays a bard. So that, you know, that does exist, but generally you're going to want to pick different classes. Okay. So let's say, cause you know, for somebody who hasn't played D and D or any RPGs like that in a very long time, let's say you, you get the story, you, you know, what it's going to be sort of where it's going to be. Now, are you discussing with other players before we start playing, you know, what class you're going to be, what brace you're going to be, and are they sharing that information with you, or is it just everybody's coming right at the same time, blind, not knowing who is going to be what, necessarily? Every game that I've been in, we've always discussed it beforehand, okay. just kind of to make sure that the party is, you know, nicely diversified and has a bunch of different skill sets. I don't know if other people do that or not, but that's always how I've played. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, if your ocean was 11 and everybody's a safe cracker, you're probably not going to get very far. So, um, <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> so, uh, let's, let's shift the gears a little bit now because, um, I want to talk about, and you can, you can thank our friend and fellow geek dad, uh, Josh Smith for this question. Uh, oh, who is, okay. Who is somebody who plays D and D? And if I'm not mistaken, I'll split Minecraft with you guys as well. Um, let's talk about backstory and how do you okay. go building? I would go about building a character backstory, and then I got a follow up question with that as well. So, what what are some of the questions you ask to sort of start building the backstory? Because you don't want just a flat character when you approach a game. You want your character to have you know, a story as well that they bring uh, to the table. So how do you go about uh, building a backstory in a, in a D&D game for your character? Personally, for me, I like to play with a lot of tropes. So I will take the tropes of a class, like, you know, the big dumb barbarian who likes to fight things and that's all they're good for. And I'll ask the question, do I want to play up those tropes and make it really really fun like to the point of being funny or do i want to flip those tropes on their heads and make this character you know someone who does the unexpected for that class or you know that but that's that's me um and then i i will build that backstory kind of based on what i decide to do with the tropes okay so you're playing around with tropes more necessarily than um than the actual characters, you know, you because you, you can build a ton of tropes, uh, a backstory out of a ton of tropes. So what are some of the the tropes that you like particularly playing with in some of your characters? Give us an example of like a character you've built and, and some of the tropes that you've played with. Um, well, that's the question. My brain goes completely blank. <laughs> um, so, well, for one, uh, my, my bard that I mentioned earlier, earlier, Mary, um, 
a lot of tropes of the bards are, you know, they're very flirtatious or they're very um, good with people and stuff. And Mary could be, but she definitely had her moments of, oh, no, I'm not going to be good with this person. I don't want to negotiate with them all. I just want to stab them in the face kind of thing. <laughs> um, so I, cho I chose to take those bard tropes and kind of flip them on their head for her. Okay, so you could, you're kind of flipping them around a little bit and, and taking, taking a typical trope and just kind of having fun with it and asking, hey, you know, what if this part happened instead? Yeah. Okay, so let me ask a follow-up question because, you know, one of the cool things about D&D &D or, you know, any RPG is just how fun the storytelling can be as a part of it. So you're working with, you're getting, you're getting ready to play, uh, approach a campaign. You built sort of a character. You, you, you know what some of the other PCs are going to be bringing to the, uh, to the story. But how do you write a character that sort of intertwines with other PCs' backstories to sort of help create this cohesive storytelling? Do you ever work with other uh, players and just say, hey, you know, what if our characters had a, a past history together and just kind of develop from there? Or is that something that nobody really thinks about? I've definitely done that. Um, I'm currently playing a character who does not have any intertwined backstory with any of the other characters in the campaign. And it's fun, but I think I prefer doing the intertwined backstory because that was what I did for my first two uh, major campaigns that I played in. Um, my second one, especially, um, a good friend of mine was playing um, a, a rogue, a thief, who was a halfling. And we came up with the idea of, hey, our backstories intertwine because this little teenage halfling thief decided to try to pickpocket my character's pocket one day. And she caught him at it. And instead of turning him into the authorities, she went, this kid looks like he just needs a hot meal and somebody to take care of him. So she kind of adopted him as a little brother and they just started traveling together. So that, that's definitely like my preferred way of playing is finding other characters as we talk about, like, you know, as the players all talk about who they're playing, what class they're playing. A lot of times if I feel like my story would fit in well with someone else's. I will often reach out to that person and say, Hey, I have this idea. Could we maybe weave our stories together and make them friends before, you know, the, the game actually starts and maybe they're traveling together or they've met each other before that kind of thing. Okay. So yeah, I mean, that, that sounds fun. I mean, just having this backstory with a, particular side character over here and hey this was my mentor and yeah. maybe it wasn't mm -hmm. the best or maybe it was the work the uh the perfect mentor or whatever but you know you can obviously create a lot of different conflict i think that could be born out of some of those um backstories as well um that mm -hmm. would create some and fun you can definitely go ahead sorry you can definitely do that with like npcs as well um that's really what makes like that's what makes your character really invested, I feel like, in the storyline um, is if your character has these ties to 
other NPCs, whether that's developed in game or whether that's developed before the game starts and it's part of their backstory, it really solidifies that, hey, these, these characters actually have a reason to be doing the things that they're doing. Okay, so we've built our, uh, a character, you know, given them a class, uh, we've given them a race, and then we have also given them this backstory, and this backstory may intertwine with another character. Now let's kind of shift gears to a character with flaws. Uh, how do you go about building a character who has some flaws instead of just building a character for stats? What are some of the things that you do? Um, in the, the player's handbook, like often as you build a character, it will give you like some ideas for flaws. Um, every character, like, so you have your character class and then you have your character background which is what they did before they became a wizard or a fighter or whatever um and they will list like ideas for flaws and um ideas for like story hooks and stuff like that so sometimes you can just like look at those and if this fits the idea of the character that you have you can just pick one of those um but then you can also expand upon it for example in um, building my bard character, Mary, one of the, uh, her background um, was criminal. And one of the uh, suggested flaws for that was um, not being able to keep her mouth shut when someone's uh, being mean to her. <laughs> and so I took that and I kind of, I kind of, I, I took that suggestion from the book and then I kind of built into it. It's like, it's under circumstances. It's under like it, 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 for her, it turned more into, it's not necessarily if someone's being nasty to her, it's if someone's being nasty to her friends. Okay. So we have basically, we've taken, we've taken a character and we've, we've, we built a, the backstory. We've given them a class, given them flaws. Uh, we have a cohesive backstory happening with other characters. And, you know, we're sort of ready to play. Is there any last minute things that we need to do before we start approaching the game? Um, a big one, I think, is it ties into, you know, talking with other players and stuff like that. Tell your tell other players like if you intend to um have some negative traits to your character at first just so they can prepare be prepared for like you know if you're really into the you know staying in character when you're playing the game and really acting and role playing the idea it can be almost kind of a shock to hear a friend playing their character like a jerk without you know <laughs> them telling you that or you know something like that um but the groups that i've been part of have been pretty good about hey this character is going to go through some growth through this story so at the beginning they may act like this but my end goal is to make them act like this <laughs> you know just that's my big one honestly because you know you hear of people who've played in campaigns where they don't expect 
other people to, you know, get that deep into the role playing and stuff like that. So that's, that's honestly like my biggest, if you're really going to focus on the character aspect of, of any RPG, thinking about like, you know, where your character starts out, how they act, talking to other people about that. Uh, that's a big one just because it's no fun actually creating conflict between you and the people that you're playing the game with. Um, it is fun having character conflict. Like if you have two characters in the party who don't get along. Um, I'm, I'm currently playing um, in a campaign where my character only semi sort of gets along with the thief in the party. And sometimes they work together really well, but most of the time they're like being snarky at each other and stuff like that. And that's okay because my friend who plays the thief and I sat and talked about it before and we're like, yeah, it's fine for them to have this dynamic. All right, cool, cool. Well, I can just see it now. I'm playing a campaign with some quiet person and then all of a sudden they just start like gaslighting me through the whole campaign or something. <laughs> and I'll be like, what has happened to you? <laughs> All right, Heather, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, this has been Geeky Dads, talking about geeky things. Heather, where can people find out more about you and your books? I'm actually um, mostly active on Twitter right now. If people go to H.A. Titus Writing, uh, you will get to hear news about new books, new short stories, things that happened in D&D that week because I usually end up tweeting a few times after I've played. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's the best place to find me right now. All right. Well, Heather, I appreciate you coming on. Everybody, this has been uh, JJ and Heather, and that's a wrap.